When it comes to reviewing your finances, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. It's something few people ever do, but if you never review your mortgage, you'll never know if there might be a better option. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, be sure to talk to us and see if switching could make a difference. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. You smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Chanstar. And we are here with a, <clears throat> a decidedly different Christmas episode than, yeah, than yeah. last year. We went for a very corny theme and now we're going for evil. Pure evil! Like the evil. exact opposite of corny. But you saying pure evil there was very corny, so I don't know. I it, well, see, but corny, not in terms of how it's perceived, but what its actual intention is, ah, I guess. well, there we go. That, <laughs> that changes everything. Uh, Josh has been caught up in the hurricane of retail at Christmas time. And so we have guest Zane C. Weber. I'm Zane C. Weber. I'm back again. I'm just right. here. We, we definitely have not, like, managed to keep up a streak of... You, you, you're, you've guessed it on now. We had one episode without him. Oh, wait. No, this is going to be released in order, so it's all sane. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, no, we had the two weeks episode. That yeah, was, but, yeah, but yeah, we released couple, that yeah. first before the other episode. Oh, we so did it is too, three, so it is a streak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> Fun times. But we're talking about, like, uh, where Christmas can go dark, but as always, we start by asking, what have you been watching? And Zane, what have you been watching? I have just finished the entire season eight of American Horror Story. Nice. Is that Apocalypse? Yes. Is it good or is it a steaming hot mess? It is very different to every other season of American Horror Story because saying something. I feel that they had the plan the whole way through. Really? Because I've heard the exact opposite said about it where they're just like, it feels like they're making it up as they go. Well, that is usually how American Horror Story yeah. works. So it's just <laughs> dropping plot lines left, right and centre towards the end so that it can come to some sort of conclusion. But in season eight, the first three episodes are set after the apocalypse. And then... Is the apocalypse something that was keyed in in an early season or is it just some... Yes. Fuck, which one do I have to watch then? Okay, so the main ones you have to watch are one and three. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm working through one. Witches comes back, can't yeah. come back, and the baby from Murder House... Um, because in 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 the first season, the baby from Murder House is because he's conceived of a ghost and a, and a woman in the Hellmouth or whatever is the Antichrist. So he brings mm. about the end of the world, which is what happens and where they are in the first three episodes before they switch around and then the rest of the season is them trying to undo the apocalypse. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay. I was going to say... How do you have three episodes after the apocalypse? Well, surely it would all be after. No, because, under, well, there's magic. Well, they're going to bunkers. So oh, okay. the first three episodes are literally just your regular players in a bunker and them not being able to deal with each other. Oh, cool. And people wanting to kill each other slash not being able to sleep with. Is each Billy Eichner good in it? Because his makeup job in one of the episodes is like wild. Yes, he's very good. Okay, all of the performances are. Pretty on point. Um, it does get a little confusing because they're cutting between a lot of different stories 
um, some of the actors are appearing as different characters <gasps> right what I next to each what other. If they would do, if we, they <laughs> oh, would double up cool. roles because the the cast moves through seasons. That's really cool. I kind of really want to see it. So I'm trying to work through one. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It gets corny at times and it gets exposition dumpy at times. But I love um, the there's the gif of Sarah Paulson going, "I'm the fucking supreme." <laughs> yeah, I know what they were going for. That moment didn't really land oh, for me. Oh, really? And they they try to have a couple of those moments where she's all like at the end of season three, mm. asserting her authority, and some of them work better than others. But overall, I enjoyed it because I really enjoyed both of those seasons. Okay, um, they do touch on a couple of things if you know what you're looking for from but it's not like desperately needing to see the end of freak show or something like no 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 and they do recap as well so you can just watch good is season eight like a series finale is it like this is it could be no they already got renewed didn't they they're doing another one yeah i I imagine it, it could have been right um because it didn't really leave much open at the end uh but yeah, like if you enjoy American Horror Story, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I just want those witches. Like the only reason I'm going back is because I really love the witches and I just want the witches back. <laughs> this season, more than any other season, death means nothing. Okay. Like literally nothing. Like okay. that it is snap a finger and bring people back to life in this one. Um, so it's... If it's like that from the outset, it's setting its own parameters, which yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's okay, interesting. Cool. Anything else? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> lots of Disney. Lots of Disney. <laughs> Why would that be, Zane? Because of the Disney versus Disney podcast, which is actually like a really amazing podcast on that's not canonproductions.com. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Zane, uh, sorry, uh, Chancellor and I will be debating at some point in the future. Yeah. I'm speaking for Up. Chancellor is speaking for his furry fantasy Zootopia. Absolutely. You know it. So you should subscribe to that and listen to it. Uh, Chance, what have you been watching? Uh, so uh, other than my fairy fantasy Zootopia, I've been um, I've been watching, uh, I've been going through Red Dwarf. Uh, like I said last time, I've got to get to, got to watch season nine and 10 because 11's coming out soon. Uh, that's been really fun. Wait, there's another season coming out? Yeah. Huh. Uh, Red Dwarf is really interesting because it's never been officially cancelled, but there was there's like ten year gaps between seasons. So going from season seven to eight, there was a seven year gap. Going from eight to Back to Earth was a ten year gap, I believe. And then there was like five years, and then three years. It's a weird series, but I love it. Um, also, Broad City season four has finally fucking dropped on. Uh, Stan, so I started watching that last night, um, just binging through it. There's a great episode where they go on mushrooms and half the episode is weirdly animated, like that mm, LSD-inspired Alice in Wonderland cartoon. Oh, uh, yeah, like like a Beatles video. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very fun. Uh, and they've gotten much weirder this season. There's a whole episode called Witches which, where I don't want to see what happens. but is it's like, witches? Yes. It's very weird, okay. <laughs> but very fun. I love it. I love it so much. And um, topic of the episode, I finally got to watch Anna and the Apocalypse. Woo! So good. I loved it. Uh, easily my favorite musical of the year. But, but, God damn it, but. One thing. One thing <laughs> ruined it for me. About this at the very, it's all I thought about the whole movie. So, Zane, you know who Annie Lennox is, right? Yes. Annie Lennox. She, she's a singer in Eurythmics. She's, she's fucking awesome. Anyone who knows Annie Lennox mm. knows she's great. Yeah. There's nobody doesn't like Annie Lennox. There's a scene. Zane, have you seen the movie? I've not. 
at the very there's start, a character with a pixie haircut. Yeah, a blonde, blonde girl with a pixie, pixie haircut. Mm-hmm. And this bully guy, who's like a bit of a dick, throws something at her and goes, "Oi, Annie Lennox!" And then she like runs off. And the entire movie, I was like, "How's that an insult?" Mm. Like Annie Annie Lennox is awesome, and like the 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 the, the girl is a lesbian. Annie Lennox isn't a lesbian, mm. so it's not like, "Oi, you're you're a lesbian." Also, she's very it's because openly she lesbian. Looks like. Like, but, like that's the thing. Like that's the that's where the the it's not. Bullies, that's not an insult. If bullies, I had short blonde hair, I'd be all about being Annie Lennox. That's awesome. <laughs> bullies aren't smart people. <laughs> so <sighs> it's why they bully their yeah. own insecurities. Maybe he really love. Maybe he really loves Annie Lennox, and then he bullied her because he's secretly ashamed of loving Annie Lennox. Who would be ashamed of loving Annie Lennox? A bully who is stupid. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no, nah, good movie. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the music is really great. I've I've been like. Because it dropped on, in, uh, sorry, Spotify. Instagram. Spotify. I've been listening to it too, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I actually a lot of these songs really hold up on their own. Yeah, I really quite um, like. It. I really love uh, the Bully song, um, uh, "Soldier at War." Soldier at I War. love that song. It is. Yeah, I listen to Breakaway a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hollywood ending is obviously on my. Oh rotation. yeah, yeah. Well, they were nominated for some Scottish BAFTA or something like that for best original song for that one. Shouldn't that'd be like SAFTA. I don't know. It's because it, it's all the UK. It's anyway. all the UK. They're all the same. They all have funny accents. <laughs> For now, anyway, until Brexit comes in. <laughs> uh, Shane, what have you been watching? A lot. Uh, oh, of course you fucking have. First up. Uh, I wish I had time. I watched this with Josh. Uh, we watched Roma. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, it's a masterpiece. It, uh, I think it, it has officially overtaken Hereditary as my favorite movie wow. of the year. It's very, and it's here's the thing, it's a slice of life movie and I don't normally like slice of life movies and this one is great and it's so well shot. The lead performance, it's one of the best performances of like easily this year, but I'd put in maybe the last five to ten years alongside like um, Chadwick Boseman in Get On Up or something like that. Like he's just, and it's a completely different kind of performance, very subtle, very nuanced, but it's, and they're doing things in the movie and I'm watching, I'm like, because uh, Alfonso Cuaron normally does like really big announcing the, you know, the long take and all these kind of things. And there's long takes in this, but they're very unannounced. Like they just kind of happen. And so to a normal audience person watching it, they'll be like, okay, cool. But to me, I'm like, wait, how the, how the fuck is the camera doing this? And I can't, I could not wrap my head around some technical things that they managed to achieve, <clears throat> but it's brilliant and try and see it on the cinema if you can. It is out on cinemas now. Oh, okay. By the time this airs, it'll be yeah, gone. Yeah, it's definitely not it'll out. Be on, it'll be on Netflix by the time this goes, drops on the 21st of December. So watch it if you can, but watch it in one sitting, biggest TV possible. And the it's sound a great design Christmas is- Christmas classic, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. The sound design on it is actually really incredible considering cool. it's a very low key thing. So highly recommend that. I saw Widows. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, awesome. How was it? Lots of fun. It's, oh, it's, great. it's a really, and it, it's, it's a smart, Hollywood studio movie, which I really like, like more studio movies like this. Have you seen it, Zane? I have not. No, no. It just like it's like that's what it's, it doesn't. I don't think it's as surprising as people and, and like big giant twists and what the fuck. There's none of that to it, but it's not trying to be that. It's just a thriller with brains, cool. and so it's so much more enjoyable than the usual crap you get. It's also a thriller with Liam Neeson, but it's not a Liam Neeson thriller. No, it's not. It's a Viola Davis she, She's amazing. Let's hope for that subgenre to She's amazing. Um, I saw uh, Blind Spotting, which is another one that has easily become one of my favourite films of the year. This is a movie. Do you, uh, you don't know David Diggs. 
the from no. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's him and and his like white rapper friend, and they wrote this script and then made this movie. And this is one of those movies where like every shot has a decision behind. It. It's so fucking good, and it's very rap driven. So if you're not into rap, it's probably not going to be your thing. But like I, I reckon you should watch it, Zane, because it's very, very good. Mm, Blew me away. Famously, my thing. <laughs> no, no, mm. but you can watch it and appreciate the uh, like as not. It doesn't have to, rap's not my genre either, <laughs> but I can appreciate the skill and the craft that was going into I thought, this. Film. I thought rap is Zane. Doesn't he have a whole podcast called Rap? Taught me everything I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's on his shirt right now. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of those movies and it really looks at some big topical issues in a really unique way cool. that I wasn't expecting. It's brilliant. Easily one of the best movies of the year. And I feel like more people should see it. Uh, I watched uh, an Argentinian crime film called El Angel, part of this film festival. Uh, the story is based on a true story about this like seven, 19, 20 year old kid who went around and just like killed you know, mm. 30 something people because he's like Orbiter. a total sociopath. <laughs> Um, and it's got like some queer things to it, but it's never fully explored, but I don't think it was in reality either. Um, I, I didn't love like everything about the movie, but it has some of my, my, my favorite close-ups of the year. They mm. do really, I was trying to figure out what it was and it's that they were, they were opening the gate, like opening the aperture wide as fuck, yeah. even in like low lit scenes or high lit scenes and stuff like that. And so the focus was literally on like the front of their face, their ears were out and it took me a while to figure that out. It's, but it's really interesting, really w- slick uh, crime movie. Um, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, and I was annoyed at how squeaky clean and walk hard the, yeah. the Freddie Mercury story mm. it was. And- it, it was just so funny that when I told you I had seen it, and I was like, yeah, it was a bit, you know, it, 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 like half of me was like, yeah, but Queen. But the other half was like, was it just the Dewey Cox story? And then you were like, oh, did they start with him going out to his last concert? And there were people in the wings going, he's got to go through his whole life. And I was like, holy shit, it did. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's 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 just like for the, for someone whose character is so interesting, it's so it, the movie is so neat that it really feels disingenuous to who Freddie was. And then mm. it's just literally it's a it's a it's a, a Queen album stretched over two hours and that's what people love about it is yeah. Queen's music. I guarantee you if you took the music out and it was a Freddie Berkey biopic done exactly like that, no one would fucking want to watch it mm. or no one would like it. Um, and then to try and fit in with our theme of this episode, I watched a couple of movies. I watched Bad Santa. I thought which you were going to say Anna and the Apocalypse because we well did that, see it together. We did see that, yeah, but we, we talked about that and I've talked about it before. Um, I watched Bad Santa, which I hadn't seen before. Was bored, very, yeah. very bored. <laughs> Everyone talks about this one as if it's this really great sort of. Um, uh, I only feel like it's a case because it was so subversive when it came out. Yeah, it wasn't that, that subversive. I've watched more subversive shit from like the seventies. Yeah, but it, it was during after like all this wholesome Christmas music movie mm. stuff in the nineties, and then you've yeah. got Billy Bob Thornton again, kind of making a little bit of a comeback with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it got the hype that it did. I agree. I find it a pretty boring. Yeah. It's not even that it's like take. bad. It's just cause it was shot. All right. They did some cool, interesting mm. long takes, but I was just like, it's very Boring. Like, I was just kind of very bored throughout the whole thing. Uh, Bad Santa 2 came out, like, what, last year or something? Kathy Bates or but something. See, that, the Bad Santa led on to a whole bunch of bad films, like Bad Teacher, Bad Mums. That's what I always yeah. think. I'm oh, like, my God, it's, it's the, the bad, bad universe. universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. Oh, nice. That's a classic. No, it's not. I mean, I haven't Holy seen it for 10 years. Holy crap. But- 
it's not it's this was again this was just like colossally boring and the kills weren't even that good and the music was kind of crap and it took it literally they spend the first like 40 minutes of the movie on the setup for the character and then they flash forward to the main story and I'm just like wow that's a it's almost like fucking Halloween Rob Zombie's Halloween yeah <laughs> maybe that's where he stole the structure from uh, I I didn't enjoy it and then so I went and watched a movie called Christmas Evil. Hey. Or AKA, it's called um, uh, You Better Watch Out. Oh, that's, uh, that's also like a an good alternate title. title. Both um, are good titles. Where <laughs> I prefer You Better Watch Out because it's an autopon. But see, mm. there's a movie called Better Watch Out that's actually really good. Uh, but as, I, mean, was, I talked about it last Christmas um, when it's like, it's like it was, it, about like 30 minutes in, the movie just takes a giant right turn that fucks you up. Uh, I think I but anyway, uh, Christmas <laughs> Evil Christmas Evil is basically Silent Night, Deadly Night as well. And I think it did it a little bit before or a little after. Uh, this one shot better and lit more absurdly, but it just, it's that the plot about a kid who sees two people having sex and it traumatizes him sex into murdering people. Addressed as Santa Claus when he's much older. This is why people shouldn't have sex. Yeah, that's exactly no, right. That's exactly right. Um, and then to cleanse my Christmas palette, I watched Elf, which is a classic. Yeah, no, <laughs> Elf is. You, you can't go wrong with Elf that. Elf is like the only modern classic, right? We went through this last Love time. Actually. Oh, Love Actually. It's yeah, a of modern Christmas classic, and I think The Holiday is as well, but not enough people watch. Mm. Have you seen The Holiday? Um, I feel like you forced me to watch it, or I have. You haven't watched watch it. it. It's no, the one yeah. with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, and they swap houses. Okay, I don't remember. <gasps> and Jack Black and Jude Law. See, I remember Jack Black and Jude Law being in it, but I don't remember the movie. You have all. to watch it. It's really good. And Hans Zimmer did the score. It's oh, amazing. Cool. It's like one of his best, most non-Hans Zimmery scores. You know, you bring up Jack Black and this sort of movie. And recently, I've rewatched The Office. And so, whenever anyone mentions any Jack Black movie that isn't The Pick of Destiny, all I have in my head is a movie that doesn't actually exist about him seducing his girlfriend's grandmother. Is this from The Office? It's from The Office. This kind of makes me want to go and watch The Office now. <laughs> Jack Black guest starred by not actually going on The oh, Office, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> shot like a, a movie that they had illegally downloaded. Oh, and yeah, had to watch that's the right. I remember that. Wait, I, that. I would see the shit out of why that. Why is it any Jack Black film that isn't Pick of Destiny and not School of Rock? Uh, because uh, I guess School of Rock, I don't think of, I think of as a kids, like it's about the kids, not about Jack Black. No, fair Even enough. though it is technically about Yeah, Jack I mean, it's Black. about him learning. Technically, yeah. it's literally all about his journey. <laughs> technically, but I But Pick of Destiny yeah. is all about Kyle Gass. Sure. Because <laughs> everyone loves Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass is the heart of Tenacious D. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Christmas. Jack Black guy? Yeah, what are we Christmas talking about? Christmas is a time of cheer. Why go to dark places at Christmas Because it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because as soon as someone says something wholesome, you want to undercut it. That's, yeah. that's the irony of well, that's of like it's dark that's Christmas. Like that in, and not just at, in Christmas, but there's sort of that equal and opposite reaction. Like you can get really wholesome Christmas. Kids animated movies leads to Sausage Party. Yeah. As yeah. terrible as that is. Mm. Um, Christmas is a time and a genre so steeped in positive emotions as yeah. well. It's not just like a rom com. It's like a just the sappiest, you know, sentiment. But it also has a lot of traditions that aren't really examined. And so, as if you take one of them, like just the the trust that we put in a person because they're wearing a red and white suit, yeah, you can kind of 
find horror from that. Yeah, right, yeah actually, yeah. an interesting scene in Christmas Evil. The movie was kind of crap, but because he's like outed as serial killer, and the news is like, look out for anyone in a Santa suit. But all well, the parents oh, are worried. And then it's and then the scene from Halloween six, where they, oh no, Halloween <laughs> five, when they just shoot a kid. <laughs> Yeah, no, in no, the no, bushes. no, 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 no. There's it. like he's he's running to an alley and he runs into like a whole bunch of like parents with kids coming out of a thing, and all the kids go up to Sandar, and all the parents are like fuck, this is oh, the killer, cool. and he goes and reaches into a bag and he like hands them presents and stuff like that, but then one of the parents like pulls a knife on him, but then the kids like defends the killer Santa Claus. It was a really clever scene in a really otherwise mediocre movie, but I was just like, there's there's a better version of this. To be made, I reckon. And they did some cool things like split diopters and stuff. But, yeah, it's like you can – there's the children adult thing that gets yeah. played with mm-hmm. as well, which is, all you know, the loss of innocence is a huge theme in sort of darker movies. Um, I've got uh, – oh, and it's inevitable that darker emotions come out at Christmas time. Oh, definitely. Like that Shane Black thing, how he yeah. uses Christmas. The way he uses Christmas is um – you know, the, the, the lonely feel lonelier. Cause, so the loved feel loved, but the lonely, they feel lonelier. So yeah. it just enhances all emotions, yeah. including fear, I guess. And it's guess. this high colour scheme, this absurd music. Yeah. Um, and there's always secrets that no one talks about at Christmas. Yes. We yes. don't talk about it at Christmas. Just wait until Christmas is over and then we'll deal with real life. You know, that, that, <laughs> yes. That's oh, a, God, that's like, that's too real. <laughs> that's a horror movie I want to make now. It's just a Christmas <laughs> dinner where, like, all of them end up killing each other because Christmas is so fucking surprised. That's a one it room movie. Happened. Why yeah. isn't <gasps> like August Osage County, but at Christmas yes. oh my and God. a horror movie? Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. We're doing this. We're doing, <laughs> We're doing this. Doing this. You've heard it here first. Uh, and also the further away Christmas, like a, movie, a genre is from being a dark genre, the more there is to mind by making it dark. Mm. So you could, you could like you to make a, like a, th- to take a thriller and then say a gritty thrill, like, mm. There's no such thing as a non-gritty thriller, really. There's no, like, pretty happy oh, thrillers. Oh, no, I'm going to think of one now. You, you guys gonna keep try. talking. I'm going to think of Intentionally. A- yeah, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. Uh, like, Isn't Robocop the- satire, though? Yeah. But still, it's still a thriller. It's still plastic. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so blending other... So what kind of genres get blended with Christmas movies although Action, i guess it's christmas a genre horror. we had that debate yeah. last year yeah. and you had the excellent thing you like christmas can be a setting it can be a genre or it can be a theme theme yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i am very brilliant <laughs> <laughs> no i just remember because it was such a really great articulate way of why rise of the guardians is a christmas movie because mm. it's a christmas theme movie it's totally set at easter time you know um <clears throat> but you've got the christmas action movie yeah like die, die hard, hard lethal weapon Anything by Shane Black. Anything by Shane Black. Uh, except for the nice guys, which only goes Christmas at the yeah, end. Yeah, the very end. The last scene is Christmas. Uh, the Christmas horror movie is a big one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Silent, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Deadly Night. Night. I wanted to watch the remake, the Silent yeah. Night 2012 remake, because it looked at least a little better produced. I don't know about the plot, and I just never got around to it. I feel like that was one of the ones that I, I watched when it came out, and it was just so bland I didn't give a shit. Uh, really. Things like, uh, did you see the Prom Night remake? No, I heard it wasn't bad. Oh god, no, it's so bad. It's it's the worst. But there is like a five minute jump scare sequence where she's just like walking around a room going, Oh shit, a lamp. And like it'll slowly pan out and you're like, ooh, what's it about to roll? And oh my god, it's a mirror. And it happens like six times in a row. Great movie. 
Great fucking. <laughs> uh, you can have you can blend the zombie Christmas musical yeah. genre. I yeah, think, of course. I think what, so many of those. I think are what out helps now. the heightened setting and period allows for the really bizarre clash of genres too. Yeah. Like you couldn't get away with like a, a thriller musical, really. Silence. Like you couldn't do like salt <laughs> silence. The uh, Silence of the Lambs musical. Yeah, but that's a parody. That's a par- it's what? a parody. But like, I mean, like, because because this oh, is the thing wait, is that Adam and the Apocalypse um, is earnestly a horror movie and earnestly. Todd. <sighs> American Psycho. Oh, is that a musical? A, oh wait, it was sorry, on the Broadway music, yeah, but two of, years ago, and it's coming to yeah, Australia. Yeah, but making next them stage <laughs> shows versus making the movies. There's debatable about the success of that. That's true. Um, but I think you know. Like, but what I mean is like a thriller musical. In, you can do Salt the musical because it would be – you'd have to make it a parody in which case the entire tone and all the lines and all the dialogue then will let you buy yeah. the clash of genres, yeah. whereas Anna and the Apocalypse is earnestly a musical. It's yeah. earnestly a horror movie and it's earnestly a Christmas movie all at the same time without having to kind of wink to the audience a bit. They, no, no, they don't. They don't really wink to the audience. Uh, I feel it. like the, the the only winks are really the zombie aspects. Sometimes when they're uh, in, in the songs, um, and when they're like, "Oh, how do we kill them?" Like, like, uh, what, what's the song? Um, uh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be. Alive. Not that song. The, uh, the 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 one they're singing, and like all the zombie is happening behind them, and they're not paying oh, attention. Oh, um, turning my life around. Yeah, that's my, my life favorite sequence. Great, in that great whole sequence. Movie. But yeah, I felt like that was a very winky moment. It was, but it was, it was, but they, the characters were being earnest. There's not like this, like the difference between a parody and like an, an, an honest genre is that like the characters won't sort of 180 themselves to deliver the laugh. Yeah. And, and, and what, it, uh, sorry, turning my life around works really great in comparison to break break away. Mm. When you listen to them, listen to them back to back and what they're around, she's about like, lying dead in my sleep, da-da-da, and it's I'm waking up and the world is dead yeah. around me, but I'm going to get out. Like, it, it really functions as, like, a great sort of pair. But you you also couldn't do, like, a torture porn comedy. Oh, I disagree, and I'm going to make it. don't know what it is yet, but <laughs> and I'm not talking, like, what was it, Scary Movie 4 or whatever, which had the saw thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, did I see 4? No, I've seen 4. It's the one with Charlie Sheen that I haven't seen. Yeah, number 5. Uh, no, that's, that's 3 five. No, that's as five. well. That's, oh, okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. No, but number, I knew what you yeah, meant, yeah. number 5, yeah. Um, I had a pitch once for – I've been trying to work on it for ages, and it's just really hard because it's, like, an epic horror fantasy called uh, – a brief pitch now. It's called Kill Kringle. Mm. Yeah. And it's about a you know what happens is the the person who's got Santa is kind of taking the the law from the Santa Claus movies where Santa has to sort of the the role of Santa has to change but if it doesn't change like the magic corrupts the person and so the current Santa's like had it for a thousand years and he's like so right. corrupt and mm. horrible and evil and all that kind of thing and that's why there's no presents given to kids and all that kind of stuff because he's just maintaining it all for himself and there's one girl who's like she's not destined to be it's like a she's like picked from a crowd and given. A thing and basically she has to go and kill Kringle and he likes he's like release the Krampus and all that kind of you know you're playing on like that parts of the Caribbean tone with like a Christmas horror movie and an action fantasy thing and there's like there was you know the you know how there's the jingle bells there's like the jingle bells are like these mythical bells that each have a different power and so like one of them is stopping time so that's how he, Santa's meant to use them to do all the things that Santa does and so like one of the elves who like 
tries to sort of. This would be very difficult to like explain in a ninety-minute movie. It would be. It would have to be a three-hour no, epic. No, this is yeah. Well, no, this is like a or three three-hour epic trilogy. Ah. This is like a two-hour movie though, or like a book, and and they um. Uh, the elf steals one of the bells, and that's what he gives to the girl in order to make her become the next Santa Claus. And so, and she, and it's kind of like the Kids of the Kingdom series. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. It's like at that, that but like a Christmas horror adventure thing. And I loved the the idea in my head. It's just such a weird blend that I have never been able to find like the right. All right. Well, I just tried it. to Google torture porn comedy, and I only found torture porn and porn comedy. So <laughs> I am correct. Uh, for now. <laughs> so, what are the hallmarks and tropes of the darker Christmas movie? Well, I think the uh, the aspect of Christmas and the way they look at Christmas is either incredibly cynical, or like in Lethal Weapon, more like cynical to start off with, but then it becomes heartwarming. You know what I mean? Heartwarming. 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 <laughs> uh, traumatized children is a big one. Children. Yeah. yeah. Children, children are, are always terrifying. in dark comedies because you need you need that kind of corruption of what Christmas <laughs> should be yeah. or what we think Christmas should be Which and is what this movie is making. To it. me, that was the strongest part of Bad Santa was mm. the kid character. Although the yeah. snot on his, I wanted to throw <laughs> up. It was so gross and he would never clean it. I'm like, just get a tissue, man. Uh, I think blood-soaked Santa costumes are yeah. uh, are pretty. Oh, at Christmas lights! If we're talking visuals, like yeah. there's yeah. always a string of like the big bulb, yeah. multicolored, used to strangle to someone. strangle someone or tie someone up. <laughs> it happened both. Uh, in, it happens both in Christmas Evil and in. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Isn't Night. Isn't that the poster of Silent Night? No, it's, it's just- Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, so Silent Night is... No, isn't it the Santa with, like, the shotgun at the side of his face and it's just a big, scary Santa face? He's got the lights around his neck, I think, but Silent Night, Deadly Night, the original one, it's just an axe over a chimney or something like that. Uh, weaponized Christmas iconography. Yep, so, yeah. So that's what this is, like candy canes, axes, which are you normally chopping wood, so as opposed to a knife in a slasher. Yeah. In both Christmas Evil and... Silent Night, Deadly Night, it's an axe and it's a red axe so that it's like Christmassy. Sorry, Shane, I just want to uh, interrupt you because, oh, wow. No, I've found five Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, fran- it's a huge oh, franchise. Oh, my God. How do we not? St- oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, like fairy lights for choking instead of garroting wire. Uh, making nighttime at Christmas into a scary thing. Because normally like Christmas night, it's like filled with magic and possibility. And now it's like filled with horrific things and waiting in the darkness. Because usually it's snow on blackness and then you've got yeah. snow on blackness with a monster in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the snow, and, snow and using yeah. the cold, not as like a charming thing for people to huddle together. It's like that terrifying pressing yeah. cold. Uh, Santa tropes become very home invasion-y. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, animals like the Krampus and the reindeer and, and, and all that kind of thing. It's this sort of corruption of all the things you know. I haven't seen a scary reindeer yet. Surely, no, isn't there like haunted reindeer? I swear I I've was seen that. just thinking, well, when Shane was of all of the different things that Santa could send at this girl, and and the first one, of course, would be Rudolph. the reindeer. His nose is red because of blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's like a laser beam and it just blows. It's, oh, like, it's like in Halloween 3, it just blows your face <laughs> off. <laughs> um, so, can it go too far? See, I've never seen it go too far. Not yet, at least. Uh, the, 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 I mean, it really depends. Like, 
can any movie go too far? Like scary movies for me immediately went too far, but they have a following of people that like them. But I even think they didn't stop watching at five, you know? <laughs> <laughs> number three and number four aren't bad because what's... Don't, don't defend scary movies. No, 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 because because one and two were the Wayans, and then there was Zucker. Zucker took over. The guy who did Airplane and those more classic. So they fall into that kind of. Uh, they did three. I think they produced four. But Craig Mazin, who was one of the main directors on the Mad TV series, wait, Craig Mazin, as in the writer of The Hangover. Uh, possibly. Oh my god! Gonna, and he directed. Talk. He directed uh, four, I four. believe. Huh. That's interesting. I think I don't think it's a matter of it going too far, but rather not doing it right. Yeah. You know, um, Anna and the Apocalypse is an example. Is it's not it, it like you you'd think oh a musical zombie horror Christmas like that's too much and it's not too much because it does it so well. I think when it's gimmick driven, it falls flat as yeah. everything pretty much uh, when it's I mean, like, that's, it's really the tone of the movie. Yeah. Um, because if you go for that zany wacky, like you can really do pretty much anything yeah. you want, but if you mm-hmm. want like a truly chilling horror tale, then you can't go to strangling people with Christmas lights. If that's <laughs> just, you're just doing it for the sake of it. If yeah. It's for not the sake like of it, cause you're like, Santa's ah. broken into your house and you've knocked the Christmas tree over and he's, the lights just happen to be there and then he's strangling you with them rather yeah. than he snuck up on you outside and for some reason is carrying around a string of lit up <laughs> Christmas lights that he's then strangling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch. Have you seen Better Watch Out? The It came out last year. No. I mean, give it a go. This is not one of my favourite genres, Shane. No, no, but give it a go because... <laughs> Because you, as you know, my favorite Roma isn't my favorite genre, and you, it can still surprise you. I reckon you would love it. You would absolutely love it. And I think it might be on Stan or Netflix. Find it because it's really good. It's one of those. It's like in a psycho level kind of mid movie up ending of your expectations in a cool. really interesting kind of way. Um. Uh. So yeah. So what makes the perfect dark Christmas? Shane Black. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. The one time he deviated with Predator. Eh, the Predator, sorry. Nah, Halloween, not your movie. Get out of here, Shane Black. Go back to Christmas. Uh, I think I think a big part of it is, and I, I was watching um, the commentary track for Crimson Peak, which I hadn't seen yeah. before, and Guillermo de Toro had like a really good point. He says the thing with going and doing, especially with genre, is he doesn't like, and I don't like, it's that postmodern cynicism about, you know, you're winking at the audience and you're above the genre. You're like better than it. And that's when that stuff always seems to fall flat. You can twist tropes and turn things on the head. You don't have to follow the genre A to B to C, but own the genre. You have to kind of revel in it rather than, Mm. and that's why I think that's why someone like uh, Edgar Wright can get away with the movies he does because they're not, they're postmodern in a way, but they never, they never they are honest with what they are, and, and they they're are never proud of above it. the genre. Yeah. They're never above doing the genre. They're just doing it in unexpected ways and mashing ideas that mm. haven't been put together before. I uh, think. Sorry. I think uh, also one of the biggest things is is they have to examine something that we already know is weird about Christmas. So okay, yeah, you know, because our behavior changes towards Christmas uh, because it is the Christmas season. So whether that is literally having to spend so much money or like giving people impractical gifts, stuff mm. like that. As, as long as that's incorporated into something in a dark Christmas com- a Christmas horror, then I think that that's 
makes it a better film. Secret Santa, where the secret gift is murder. Oh my God. It's like an Agatha Christie whodunit. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Done. Just clue at Christmas. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Wait, isn't that what's happening tonight? Not for people. Communism listening. was just a red herring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Christmas is also the bridge between child innocence and adult darkness, which we talked about previously. Um, but it needs to be better done. So, Silent Night and Deadly Night, and Christmas Evil. It's that thing. The child literally, like both of them, are. They see they find out that Santa is just well in in Silent Night Deadly Night the kid it's like a drunk Santa just m- straight up like carjacks and murders his fan oh. his parents he sees that and then he's like traumatized about Santa and then he decides to in order to fix it become that evil Santa and then when he gets killed he's like you're finally safe <sighs> and because it's really bad what it's so bad it's really really bad and Christmas Evil is the kids are waiting up and they're like, oh, it's Santa. Uh, you know, the mum's letting them see Santa, like, drink the, eat the yeah. cookies and all that kind of shit. And then they go to bed and then the two brothers are like, oh, that was just one of them's like, that was really dad. And the little kid's like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'll prove it to you. And he runs out and he sees the mum, like, and, you know, Santa feeling up the mum. And then he realises that Santa isn't real. And that causes him to... Go on a murderous killing spree, but he does wait. So is Christmas Evil an adaptation of the song "I Saw Mummy Kissing (laughs) Santa Claus"? Probably. Although, isn't that (laughs) also a movie with like Hulk Hogan? Pretty sure that was a porno. (laughs) I mean, easily. (laughs) Easily. I don't know if it had Hulk Hogan. That sex tape was terrible. Talk about (laughs) shitty camera angles. (laughs) I think a little bit of absurdity in it goes a long way as well. I don't know if you could do like the honest, like hard horror Christmas. It's po- it would it could. you could you could be possible, but it would be a lot less of a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. It would just be uh, like it, it would be where Christmas is Shane the setting. Black's movies that are set at Christmas, like if Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a Christmas mm. movie, you could definitely have a horror thriller yeah. set at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with Christmas themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Well, I think that's a pretty good place. Brings to start. the family together because they're all dead. <laughs> Uh, so I thought we'd do our top five. And do just, our top five. Just, just a mass grave? Is that what we're <laughs> yeah, talking about? Just, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Christmas movies that need a gritty reboot. I thought it doesn't, you can, you, it doesn't have to need be like. Need is the word here, right? We we need these things yes, to happen. Yes, 100%. Uh, Good. Zane, would you want to go first? I figure your list might be limited. because I, I have five. Okay. I have five because I have strong feelings about what each of them should be. Same. Now. My first one uh, was released in uh, 2004, rated R in Australia. Just a comedy. It's called The Hebrew Hammer. It's <laughs> what? A, a black exploitation esque movie. Uh, I want it remade as Christmas uh, as a, a, a as Hanukkah movie. A, well, I, I kind of want the the. <laughs> the conflict between uh, the, the Hebrew hammer and <gasps> and, and oh my god, Christ, what Christmas so should in. be or whatever. Yeah, this is amazing. This is, this is just for John Star. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> also, uh, I need to see this movie regardless. Yeah, so the original movie, an un- an Orthodox Jew black exploitation hero saves Hanukkah from the clutches <laughs> of Santa Claus's evil son. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this is so yes. good. I have to see this. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so 2004, 14 years ago, I think it's fine for a reboot. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> uh, my number four, Life of Brian, but set in the, in the, in the present 
about a celebration that happens at Christmas about Brian. So is it a sequel to Life of Brian? Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) You're a genius. Made by the same guys. Well, as many of them as possible. Yeah, as many of them um, that are alive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, reprising. Well, not not reprising, of course, but yeah. Um, I I really like the, the. You have the men dressed as the women again. I think I think you could definitely because it would be like an underground, uh, like cult or or whatever. You would have a lot of like people's front of Judea sort of jokes. I think. Um, about what exactly they're celebrating. Uh, my number three, just because I really want one specific person to play Santa in this, I want Bad Santa to be remade with Jack Nicholson as Santa. Ooh. And as an actual villain, gritty reboot where Santa's an actual villain and there's no heartwarming. He improvises end. everything and doesn't follow your script. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get when you get Jack Nicholson, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's also what you get when you get any number of people whose name rhymes with Lonnie Fett. <laughs> um, that was your number one? That was my number three. Oh, there's your number yeah, three. Number two say. is Gremlins. Ooh, gritty remake. Really? Gremlins. More Christmassy of Gremlins. Uh, and I would like it because this is something that I think like a comment on uh, giving pets for Christmas and why you shouldn't do it. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. And number one, 1989. Elves. Oh, I've I've seen this one come up when I was looking up. A young woman discovers that she is the focus of an evil Nazi experiment involving selective breeding and summoned elves, an attempt to create a race of supermen. (laughs) She and two of her friends are trapped in a department store with an elf and only Dan Haggerty, a renegade loose cannon Santa Claus, can save them. Have you can seen the, the picture of their makeup from it looks like so this dodgy. This is from Canon? Uh, you can guess all you want, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to look um, it up, but you had me at Nazi. They're not working for Santa anymore is the uh, tagline. tagline. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that would be, and you do it as like a like a creature feature kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Overlord, like a hard R. Which I haven't seen yet. I want to see that. <laughs> I will say, already looking at the poster, this does look uh, higher class than Canon Productions in the 80s. So <laughs> I'm well, going to say it's I'll- not. No, it's Action International. Okay. Do you know them? Um, I'm just, yeah, in America, Gorgon. Sorry, talk amongst no, while yourselves. While you're doing while that, I'm doing my top five. So my top five Christmas movies, most of these have ended up as horrors. So uh, Except for number five, which is Home Alone, All Grown Up. Okay. It's not necessarily a reboot. It's like a sequel and it's like competency porn to the max. And he just like fucking mutilates like robbers, robbers who are just trying to like rob him. And he just like goes to town on them. Just saw. Like, yeah. It's just yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so just with saw. Home invasion because a kid who can design that kind of. It came out in 2009. <laughs> Wait, did and then you there was show a sequel me, called The Collection. Home Alone with Blood? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they just like all of the things that happened to the. The robbers, they just added in blood effects that would make it a little bit more realistic. <laughs> and it's amazing just how horribly violent yeah. that movie oh, actually yes. is. Like they would definitely be dead halfway through that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so number, number four is Christmas with the Cranks. And I make it about a cannibal family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and, and you still have Tim, Tim the Toolman Taylor <laughs> in it because he's a terrible human being. Uh, number three. 
White Christmas. Oh, no. As a Get Out style uh, yeah. social thriller. Yeah, all right. I like that you have to pronounce it that way. White. Quite. Just by pronouncing it that way, we knew where you were going. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, number two is Holiday Inn. And it's like a haunted house shining kind of yeah, ordeal, right. which yeah. I would I watch a Christmas haunted house movie, right? Yeah. And then number one, Elf as a creature feature, like a half man, half elf ramp, <laughs> rampaging across the streets of New York. Still Will Ferrell just <laughs> killing people. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Still Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, okay, Chance cool. Though. So my, my top five, which, you know, I'm kind of disappointed by now, but I'm going to go through because some of them already mentioned Home Alone, but yep. it is just The Collector. It already happened. I'm just going to say The Collector. There you go. Excellent. I haven't seen The Collector. Really? No. It's pretty much Home Alone, but a horror film where like people are trying to break in. in. No, not at all. There's like a lot of fan theories that, oh, this is this is a sequel to Home Alone because uh. it's the same sort of deal. Uh, my next one is I've kind of hinted at it. No, actually, no, I'll say Elf next. Mine was also a creature feature. I didn't think to put Will Ferrell in the lead, though. So <laughs> you've you've got me beat there. Um <laughs> My next one is- And he makes is, like Freddy style quips. Yeah, no, definitely. Merry Christmas, bitch. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I like that your quips are just putting bitch at the end yeah, of Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Um, my next one, I kind of hinted at earlier, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where the origin story is that it's because he eats human flesh and he's got blood all over his nose. Mm-hmm. That's what made him the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And that's what made him able to guide Santa's sleigh. Because he can smell humans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, jingle all the way, which is which is okay. which just going on the internet, ordering it on time. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and my fifth one, which was an idea I had, and then we are actually going to do it now, which was a remake of Christmas Vacation. I actually wanted Ed Helms in the lead. Where it's a Christmas, Wait, where, who's where it's a it? Christmas dinner oh. together, mm. and just murder happens. I do actually do want to see because I because I genuinely liked the remake of Vacation. I want to see do Christmas Vacation. Why not? Don't do Las Vegas. Don't do Europe. Those were well. I can't remember is Europe any good? I know Las Vegas was bad. All I remember about Europe is boobs. Yeah. Okay. So good movie. I couldn't. Uh, I I could not get through Christmas Vacation. Really? I tried last year and I was just like, Ngh. I found it really boring. <laughs> oh, fair enough. That's why they need an Ed Helms remake. But I prefer our idea of a remake where they actually, it's just a Christmas dinner where people kill each other. I'm mm. loving it. Dumb. We'll, we'll we'll get on that script straight away. Well, if that's that's pretty much our episode. Yeah. It? I think this has got to be one of our shortest ones we've actually done. Yeah, well, that's the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, but 45 yeah. minutes. 45. Okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. If you have any Christmas reboot ideas you have, email us. We'll read them out on air. Dramatic readings. Let's yes. do it. Yes. Sorry, I'm eating at the same time as I'm talking. You can find us on Shane all the social professional is what we're learning here today. <laughs> I'm like waiting for you to fill here, the air and no one's filling the air. food. Uh, if you want to contact us on social media, we're on Facebook at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. And you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Chancellor. That's C H A R N S T A R. 
Chanstar. And hey, why not gift yourself with the, the gift that keeps giving? It's a Red Curtain Hell. Now on Vimeo On Demand. That's Vimeo.com slash On Demand slash Red Curtain Hell. Use picture code. Use, ah, crap. Coupon code Picture Rangers for 20% off your rental or purchase. That was a pretty slick segue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Christmas was good. Yeah, yeah. And- My best segue yet. Uh, and I'm Zane at Zane C Webber on all the social medias, and you can find everything that I do at that's not kind of productions.com. With some amazing podcasts and some amazing more ones to come. Mm. It will it is very exciting year upcoming for, for the network. So thank you all for listening. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And we shall see you again next week with our very special first ever commentary. Ooh. Have we said the gonna movie be the longest doing? episode? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll let you know now. We're doing we're doing Geostorm. 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 <laughs> I wonder who suggested that one. <laughs> hey, I, I suggested I, nothing. They I technically it suggested me. it because Chancellor was just going on and on about it. And so I was like, okay, let's do Geostorm. So if you haven't seen Geostorm. Storm. Watch it's it. on Netflix. Watch it beforehand. Watch it beforehand. If, if you don't want to watch it beforehand, you want to experience, listen to the next episode as we talk. Yeah, put it on while, while we while We, we interrupt you watching it. It shall be a very interesting experiment. And if you like it, we'll do more in the future. So. Probably better movies as well. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we will speak to you again next week. Bye. 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 Bork, hello. Bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Isn't it curious that every member of your family has a different voice? That a baby can recognise their mother's voice from inside the womb? That identical twins have the exact same vocal cords but usually don't sound similar? And teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice when he says, I'll think about it. Even over WhatsApp. I'll think about it. Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's multi-mobile red family plan. Get a third plan for only €15 Euro per month. 12-month contract, €15 Euro per month. Max speed, 10 megabits per second. Applies when you add red unlimited SIM only as a third plan with red family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms.